Hello weebs, new and old, and welcome to Gateway to the Anniverse, the podcast that aims to guide an anime novice through the weird, wide, and wonderful world of Japanese animation. My name is Sam, a self-proclaimed anime expert, and with me as always is the man who is everybody's hero. It's Will. How are you this week, Will? Hello, Sam. I'm very good, thank you. And what a wonderful introduction. Being called your hero, or everyone's hero, I mean, I assume you're included in that, um, is, hero is of the people. incredibly flattering. Yeah, so welcome everyone to another episode of Gateway to the Anniverse, the show that tries to convince noobs to like anime. Um, it's a hard task, but, but we've it taken is. on the challenge. It's our Everest. <laughs> if you like what you hear, make sure you tell a friend, share the podcast with them so that we can try and convince more of the population to get into anime. Yeah, me and Sam are going to talk about a show. We, we take three episodes of that show, the first three, and decide whether it's good enough to get into the Anniverse. Sam, this week we have a big one. We do. We do yes. indeed. It's been sitting there hovering in the background for a while now. And I have a big time. one for this show. Uh, it is <laughs> My Hero Academia. Classy. Oh, thanks. Yeah. So um, for anyone who doesn't know, what, is thinking about what show to give a go, why should anybody watch this show, Sam? What's good about My Hero Academia? Oh, what's good about My Hero Academia? Well, first and foremost, it's a superhero show. And in this climate, who doesn't love a show about superheroes? Ask that question five years ago. Nobody doesn't like it. Everyone loves it. Now people are starting to get a bit superhero Superhero fatigue Mm. is starting to set in a little bit, especially now that Endgame's come and gone. Everyone's kind of like, oh, there's the climax of the superhero genre. And now it's kind of, everyone's kind of trying to recover from it. But we have had a couple of years off. Everything, yeah, but yeah, but with the series and everything, everything superhero still. It's just non-stop on Disney Plus and things. But anyway, yeah, superheroes okay, okay. are pretty cool. Maybe but- not so the superheroes, but if that's your kind of cup of tea, then what yeah. about if I told you it was by Studio Bones, who's the studio behind Carol and Tuesday, another show that we Ooh. really liked earlier on in the universe. Oh, that that opens up a whole another window in my mind. That's cool. Yeah, I like that. Carol, yeah, good. Of course, to keep piling on. Uh, it's a shonen, and as two hot-blooded boys, clearly it's the perfect thing for both of us here. And yep. the, that hard-working message and that hot-blooded, action-packed genre that we uh, we know and love. Yeah, the, the whole underdog story all over again in a, in a new light. It's crazy over how... Over and over and over again. Yeah, it's crazy how there are so many underdogs that actually succeed. It It might people might start to think that these underdogs aren't actually underdogs at all and to be called an underdog actually puts you as an overdog at a significant advantage yeah <laughs> yeah maybe well, that's the the quirk power of every uh protagonist of a shonen story is actually the second they're called the underdog their <laughs> latent powers become <laughs> yeah it's it's a real catch-22 isn't it yeah they're crap until somebody specifically calls them out yeah which, oh, yeah, kind of happens in this show. Or actually, they don't. They, they, it's the opposite. He sort of says that he can do it, and then he can do it. Which, yeah, weird one. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, lastly, the final kind of thing to try and convince anybody is that this is one of the most popular shows uh, in a very long time. It kind of took on the gaping hole that Naruto left in Shonen Jump, and. Yeah, everybody really seemed to resonate with the story. It's gotten so big that we have spin-offs upon spin-offs. We've got 
My Hero Academia Smash, a comedy four-panel manga. We've got Vigilantes, a, a prequel manga set beforehand. The team-up missions side stories. We've got five OVAs. We've got one-shot chapters, three movies, 111 episodes, and even a live-action movie, and two video games under its belt. So... If you're looking for the new big popular thing to find something that you want to talk to other weebs about and to kind of break the ice with, this is this is probably it. one of the shows that might be able to do it for you. So long as you like it. Otherwise, you're probably going to get shouted down and uh, crucified. <laughs> or just called a complete normie. But <laughs> a normie. getting those out of the way will. Yeah, but, but in the world of anime, wouldn't this make you a normie? Like, in the anime community, because this is so mainstream in the anime. This is I'd what I mean, this. man. This is yeah. the most, probably one of the most mainstream anime that you can get uh, so nowadays. So, if you came walking into Anime Club with this under your belt, it's like, oh, well, here comes, here comes Normie <laughs> McGee. He's, he's watched my hero. Oh, Betty right. watches Jujutsu Kaisen and Demon Slayer too. Oh. <laughs> my hero, as in My Hero Academia, not My Hero, the British sitcom with um... <laughs> <laughs> the British sitcom starring Hugh Dennis. Yes. from back in the mid two thousands, and which some bloke from uh, what's it called? What's the what's Father the... Ted? Father Ted, yes, that's the one. Yeah, McDougal. Is it McDougal? I don't McDougal. know. McDougal. It was McDougal. <laughs> <laughs> McDougal. Yes, not that. What are you one. doing? Imagine. Sorry. If they just rocked up in the streets in the in the middle of this show, that would be epic. I mean, it, it wouldn't. I wouldn't put it past them. There are some really good comedic moments in this show. Um, should we get into it? Should we Should we start pulling this part this this part of show and um, part of show? Yeah, part of the words. Part. Yes. Um, tell us well, what happens in these first three episodes. Give us a bit of an overview for either right. someone who's not seen it before or. To catch everybody up to speed. Okay, so Sam's done a really good job of illustrating what, what you get out of this show. And it's true, it's like um, the epitome of shonenism. Um, it follows Izuku Midoriya? Mid- well done. Is that right? First time. Oh. Izuku Midoriya. Oh, brilliant. Okay, we're going to call him Izuku. Or Deku? 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 Deku. Deku. Um, is that yeah. sort of um, just a nickname or is it an insult or what is it? Interestingly, it comes from uh, the Japanese word of deku, which means a wooden doll. And so if somebody in Japan calls you deku, it means that they're calling you this useless piece of uh, wood who won't amount to anything. Did you just say deku comes from the Japanese word deku? Yes, Jesse from <laughs> deku. <laughs> My translation skills are next level. Um, okay, so we follow uh, Izuku and he's... He's he's got no powers. Um, he's, there's a really good scene at the beginning of the first three episodes where they sort of, is, I think it's yeah, I think it's the episode one where they paint a picture of this world and eighty percent of the population have developed these superhero powers, all different, all unique to their own skill set, and called quirks. Yeah, called quirks. They are called quirks. Um, and our boy Izuku hasn't got one, but he's such a no. fanboy of all things hero, and it's. Uh, it's heart-wrenching to see him struggle. He wants to be a hero more than anything in the world, but he just can't because he didn't get a quirk. Um, his mum yep. and dad didn't love him enough and it just didn't happen for him. <laughs> they just, they didn't love him enough, so he did, they didn't give him the right love genes. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, it's his story about going to school with all these other um, people with quirks and trying to prove that he can still be a hero and that he can he, he wants to so badly defeat evil and fight crime and things and be this wonderful super being 
Yeah. It's, it's just pretty hard for him. So the first three episodes, we get to the point where, spoilers alert, he gets some power from some dude that we'll get into in mm-hmm. more detail, but he, he gets on that path, on that journey. And it's this endless possibilities from here on in. He's got, it's, it's there's uh, the only way he can go is up because he's got nothing yeah. at the beginning of this series. He's not strong. He's not brave. Like it's really nice. Con- it's a really nice contrast, isn't it? From what we're used to, because we've, well, I say what we're used to, what I'm used to with things like Naruto and Hinata and, and those characters yeah. that are just, they'll go headfirst into every situation. Whereas Izuku, he's actually, well, speaking of headfirst into every situation, mm-hmm. I mean, we do see elements of that within Deku. We do, but it's almost involuntary. And mm. it's that inner hero that sort of comes out. But up until that moment, he, he yeah. it's almost like in that fight and flight situation, he was choosing flight. He was always, he, he, he sort of knows what he wants to do. He wants to be the hero, but then faced with the bully or faced with these bad characters, um, these shady dudes. He always backs down. He backs down and, and just gives up. Yeah, and that obviously goes to his the the, the kindness of his heart. That he's, he's not got a, a bad bone in his body. He's quite a sincere, kind young person. But again, yeah. it's, it's 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 a bit refreshing compared to those shonen esque qualities where they just charge headfirst into every situation. It's almost uh, one of the other characters we meet early doors. Uh, Bakugo, Katsuki Bakugo, or Kachan, as Deku calls him. Yeah, where, where, uh, where, where does that be... does that come from? The Japanese word Kachan. <laughs> how did you know <laughs> no it's uh it's his first name so katsuki is quite difficult for young japanese people to say so they just take the ka sound and then add chan to the end of it so it's kachan oh it's like a nice little cute nickname cool but yeah he kind of seems to take on this role of the the strong-headed shonen protagonist but to the nth degree where he's yeah. that headstrong and confident in his own abilities that he does it he puts down everybody around him He's a um, he's a bit he's a bit much, isn't he? I think he's a bit of a dick. I think I think what's what's quite well done is they they don't give him too much screen time. I think they could easily mm. overdo that character and overdo that. Um, uh, yeah, his 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 bravado and his over the top dickheadness. But um, he he it reminds me of um, what's the of, of Dragon Pilot of that girl who's just there to hate on the main character. Yeah. But because it's not overdone and because he does have a role, he has more of a role in this than she does. Mm-hmm. It's it's believable and it's done a bit better, but it, there, yeah. there is potential And, and we there. do see, yeah, and we do see a nice, um, despite all his bravado and despite all of his complexes upon complexes that he seems to have, mm. um, there are there is a very clear moment in the narrative where he kind of seems to step down. He's not as loud and abrasive because of an event is that there? happens that we'll get into. Is is there? I mean, he still chases him down and shouts at him and makes him feel t- two inches tall again. Yeah, but then we don't, after that moment mm. in particular, we don't really see anything more from him until um, yeah. the entrance. And even then at the entrance, he's not screaming and shouting at him like he usually is. He's just kind of like, just get out of my way. Well, he did say he's looking forward to destroying him or something like that. Um, but hey, I don't get to destroy you in the interest exam. <laughs> yeah. What a nice person. Um, so, yeah, the first episode. What do we want to talk about? Do we want to talk about the what? What's the? Do you want to go through the main events, the main plot beats? I don't know. What do you want to do? Characters? 
Yeah, should we, well, should we start off with the uh, the introduction of the pro heroes and talk about the society in general? Because it mm. is a really interesting um, setup to the story. Um, I think as, as I was re-watching it and as I was re- reflecting on the story as it stands now, yeah. I kind of see it as this is the world that in the MCU, the Sokovia Records aspired to be. Like heroes <laughs> are regulated. Yeah. Heroes work for the government. Have you Every, seen? There's even like this PR thing about them. There Have is, yeah, yeah. Have you seen The Boys? No, I still haven't seen The Boys. Right, okay. So I watched, I think I have watched most of the first series. I, I drifted off and I haven't gone back because it's sort of, I don't know, it sounds like a lot of effort. It's quite intense. Um, but it was very re- violent. It's very violent. It's really well shot. It's almost like the, the R-rated version of this. Um, like a dark version of this. The world is full of superheroes. Everyone knows them. They have publicists. They have, it's a business. It's run like, um, to protect. Um, and it's, it's like got political, people have got political agendas. They're selling superhero time to sort of like merchandise. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, it's a huge thing. And it's, it's really, I think it's really well done. It's a really interesting concept, but it reminded me a lot of this, especially with the main character or oh, not the main character, the main hero. Um, yes. What's he called? Uh, All Might. All Might. All Might. It's a really unusual name to go for, to be honest. With um, all of my might. All of my might. You know that yeah. doesn't work in English-speaking territories, All Might. I don't care, it sounds cool. <laughs> I mean, Almighty would have... would, would Just add a Y on, and it sounds a little bit more um, noun-esque rather than All Might. But hey, uh, we'll go with it. Um, yeah, so the main character of... Um, the boys is like a superhero, like a, a Superman style character who's just mm-hmm. very good in every department. He's super strong. He's got laser vision. He's got, he can fly all of the Superman traits. And yeah. our boy here, All Might, has got that very Superman-esque pose. He's got yeah, very he's got the cape in the intro sequence. Very Captain America vibes he's lauded as well. His... That, um... mm. Yeah. Yeah, very he's, American. He's kind of lauded as the symbol of peace that's kind of keeping society. And we see a bunch of stuff throughout the three episodes that uh, explain his impact on the world and that he's basically single-handedly keeping Japan's crime rate down. Yeah. And then we find out that it's all... It, well, it's not all... It's all a hoax, but we find out... Built on out, lies. It is all built on lies. Um, <laughs> honestly, well, big. there's obviously big spoilers, but like that moment is really well done like that those it's those so good those moments throughout when so basically for those that haven't seen it and you know if you if you don't want spoilers don't listen uh go watch it and then come back <laughs> but um he's is he's super he's inherited his superpowers and he got injured so bad that he can only use them for so many times so many hours a day and then three he turns, hours a day yeah and then he turns into this shriveled up version of himself and spurts blood out of his mouth and nose and things <laughs> because he's just so weak. Um, and it's done for perfect comedic timing at, at numerous moments. Yep. And, you know, when he's trying to be really profound and just give these big speeches <laughs> and then he just bursts, bursts out <laughs> full just of blood. Blood's just pouring from his mouth. Yeah. Yeah. So let's give a bit of context. So All Might is this all powerful, like you were saying, Superman esque figure. And he is going about his daily business and. Deku is this big fan of him and mm. in the act of Deku being caught by a villain and then rescued by All Might mm. he uncovers the secret the fact that he's emaciated he's missing 
one of his lungs and his entire stomach. He's basically everything that you think Superman is suddenly just evaporates. He's just barely hanging on and trying to keep this charade up. And mm. I think, like you said, it's a really well done scene where he reveals this to Deku. Although. <laughs> Although Deku's sort of should have noticed the big smoke thing as well. He's just sort of there confessing all of this, these inner passions and this, whilst, it, whilst his hero is melting everywhere. in front of him. You'd think that more people would notice that during the confrontation later as well, when he's doing the interviews and he's like all ragged and steamy. It, is he? When, when does he do that? When does he do the it's interviews? It's just after he saves Bakugo. Right. He saves Bakugo. And... Uh, He's kind of he's steaming. But oh, then is he, he already pulls himself back together? Right. Okay. I I, I missed that. Um. I see. Mm. Yeah. See, I missed it. So obviously, all the reporters get a, get a pass there because uh, they. I missed right. it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They get a, get a pass. Okay. Nice one. Good job. <laughs> but yeah, I like. I really like that. Um. That breaking down of. Well, we find out that society is so reliant on All Might, mm. and knowing that he is in this state already sets up okay well there's wider implications for this heroic society this show is so fucking deep isn't it like there there is so much that we could get into here like that character is like it's this this, i can't it's i can't i can't comprehend my excitement with this show like the level of understanding around what makes the show good it's illustrated perfectly here because it's the perfect balance of shonen-esque qualities where like mm-hmm. you've got this happy-go-lucky character but even he's not done completely cliche it's not it's not it's not your typical atypical he's a unique protagonist he's a unique that he's very different he's a unique used to not very but he's a unique variation of the shonen shonen atypical yeah it's trope and then you've got this character who's this all might's hero who's got these weaknesses but he's also got all these insecurities and he's got all this yeah this weight on his shoulders that he finds so hard to deal with and there's an amazing scene when before they go into battle the final the the the, the monster and he saves uh bakugo is it yeah yeah kachan yeah kachan there's the, you see the inner thoughts of both izuku and the all might all might and yeah. they jump between them. And I was mesmerized. Like, Shonen is great for action and all these sorts of things. But this has a really good way of doing that, living up to that expectation, but also having another layer and having these deeper moments. And he's having like... heart to it. Yeah. So so All Might has got, the, he's got these real big insecurities about his own ability. He, he, he calls himself weak. He's like struggling to really comprehend he wants to do something but he's just not physically able and then it jumps to izuku deku who's just like crying out for a hero a hero will come it's fine and blaming himself Mm -hmm. for this issue and it's it's almost it just feels really real characters it's not just sped through and it's not just go jump into the action it's not just it's not just realistically throwing himself into stuff like you would see like when we think of uh maybe demon slayer and we think mm. about tanjiro in that first episode where he hurls himself at giyu just head first doesn't yeah. think about anything he's like hero mode go yeah whereas here we see every moment that leads up to deku making that decision yeah from 
accepting what the hero and we see and what we i also really like is that it's not just deku and all might that are feeling this it's also the pro heroes who are on the scene who are feeling this they yeah. are also saying we'll wait until a hero with a good quirk turns up yeah the, the crowd are saying we'll wait until someone else comes up no one is at this point stepping in and doing the right thing well then, yeah but they're also making the sensible choice <laughs> like it is they, yeah they, and, they, and that's they, what's so good yeah, it's yeah. like it is the in that situation these people who aren't pros yeah. and the pros who are trying to mitigate damage and to be as safe as possible yeah are doing arguably the right thing mm. however is that the heroic thing yeah yeah and that's, that's a really interesting central question yeah Ah, God, that's that's such a hard question to answer as well, isn't it? Because <laughs> being quite a um, logical thinking person, uh, mm. like being a hero doesn't mean being stupid. And if you're going to die and, yeah. and 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 not <laughs> and, and not survive, that the usually the result of dying, then is it the right decision to make? You know, like live to mm. fight another day, sort of thing. But uh, yeah, is it a hero? I don't know. Um, very good question. Yeah. But it does make for a very hype moment when Deku finally then just bursts forward. <laughs> and he's like, you see the fear. And again, the production of this show, the emotions that it brings out through its animation and its music, um, the song that plays there is called You Say Run. And it play, it's just so, like the violins are going. It's like a big orchestra building and building. And Deku's face is like full of fear. And it has one of my favorite shots just as he gets to Bakugo. And Bakugo turns and his Bakugo's eyes are just fear, tears. And then there's just this garish smile yeah. from the villain underneath it. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. It's it's pow- it's powerful. And the animation in general throughout these three episodes is downright outstanding. Like the, some of the beautiful, it's, some of it's just beautifully shot. Like some of the backdrops, mm. some of those moments where they've, um, like, like the bit when, oh, let's talk about that scene when, uh, Deku finds out that when when All Might tells Deku that he's got oh. got the strength and he can be a hero, and Deku just oh. collapses on the floor, <laughs> and it cuts back to his mom not telling him what he needed to hear in that moment, and it takes and it just slowly your realization comes because it cuts back to his mom not saying those words, and you realize this is his hero of forever since he was a little boy saying the words that he needed to hear and almost taking that mantle of parent and doing what heroes should do and what his mother failed to do i mean harsh on his mother because like that that woman was like you know being a realist and was just sort of feeling bad for her son but not necessarily having the strength to but like again but but again she's not a hero so she doesn't know what it what you need to be a hero. So it's a bit unfair yeah. on her to expect her to go, you can do it anyway, because she doesn't know what that thing is. Yeah, and we can't really blame Deku's mum for that, because arguably she is still doing everything that a parent should do. She took him to the doctors to get him checked. She still, like, supports him and, and is... Like, when he comes back in episode three with all the meal plans, we see that she changes everything to accommodate his new training regime. Yeah, like, yeah. she's a good parent. Yeah. But when Deku says those aren't the words that I I needed to hear, mm. it's a very profound and difficult thing, even mm. as a third party, to turn to somebody and say, you can do it even if it flies in the face of all that's realistic and all that's comfortably 
yeah doable yeah and it needed a hero to do that because like you say the hero is the one that dives in at his own risk and does things despite mm. the danger to its to himself whereas his mum being a protective nurturing parent just wants to protect him and yeah, wants him to be safe. safe and the hero's like nah dude you can do it i'll uh i'll help you out i'll give you all my powers yeah i think it's it speaks volumes as well that it's not the all might that deku has always looked up to who says this to him it's the skeletal bleeding all might yeah who still shows that heroic spirit and mm. that inspiration so you don't have to be the biggest strongest man in the world it helps when you're fighting <laughs> a villain who's made of sludge mm. but when you're inspiring somebody you don't have to be the strongest person in the room you just have to say the right thing or say the thing that somebody needs to hear yeah and and that that scene with the yellow backdrop and the sketchy characters the twilight hour him on his knees it's my favorite scene honestly i cried hey this Uh, when i read this chapter when it first came out i cried when the anime came out and they did it they did it so much justice with the music and the voice acting and then that final panel of the sakura blossoms falling and the the light shadows coming <laughs> off of each of them it god is damn. great it is great god uh, damn isn't anime just the best <laughs> <laughs> i'm so glad that i decided to spend so much time focused on this <laughs> <laughs> yeah ah uh, i think what's what's also great about this particular show is how they set that up so well in the first episode with his mum's mm. reaction with the the like if you like you you are picturing and it pans it cuts back to it but you are picturing that grayed out living room lights are out the tv's on with that yeah. blue light glaring at you and he's in tears and he's forcing that smile on his face oh. trying to keep it and he's just like can i i, I can still be a hero can't i mum and he's he's basically lost his mind is joker-esque almost like it's mm. this little kid who's just had his whole world shattered and then when uh, when that warm glow of that yellow sunset hits them and he finds out that he can actually do it and he's broken down on his knees it is the most revitalizing moment that i think we've watched so far it's such a powerful contrast and it's artistically well done it's narratively well done the the cutbacks like it's just great storytelling absolutely and oh just i could go on about that scene forever yeah honestly but um yeah it's really really good it absolutely lands and then uh, and then um all might just spurts with blood again i imagine I, I, I'm and sure. yeah just to just to make sure that you're not like it's not not a dry eye in the house and just to kind of bring you back on board it's like <laughs> <laughs> it's very shazam these powers isn't it um I, you know what As he says it's like flexing at the pool yeah. <laughs> like yeah sure whatever that's not how that works all might i watched shazam recently have you seen have you seen the new relatively new film yeah, yeah. i like shazam i think it's good i think i thought it was really good really refreshing as a superhero movie but I, um it just yeah a lot of shazam versus all might who wins um i mean all might because shazam is a blubbering idiot for like 90 percent of that movie <laughs> like he just he doesn't know how to hero. <laughs> well, he doesn't. Like, I mean, yeah, maybe fair. old school Shazam, and maybe like like original original uh, Shazam. But yeah, not not kids Shazam. And then definitely maybe when he starts actually developing those powers. But again, I don't know. All my man. <laughs> 
But then Shazam just has to really wait him out because All Might is oh, yeah. only got three hours on the clock. So damn, it's that timer, the damn timer. Right. What do we? I don't even know where to go from that. What other scenes do we want to talk about? Right. The, there's the bit, um, Mount Lady, like, uh, nice to make your ass acquaintance. <laughs> <laughs> you got the photographers. That is that. Is that what they say in the in the in the sub? Uh, yeah, she, she, Mount Lady, uh, so there's this big villain fight at the start of the very first episode. There's a giant villain causing havoc. Yeah. And the new hero, Camry Woods, is on the scene ready to save the day. And then this giant lady wearing skin tight lycra drop kicks him off of a train bridge (laughs) and then goes, nice to make your ass acquaintance. And like just poses to all the paparazzi with her ass on full display. Yeah. She is a treasure. Because it is complete manipulation on her part. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, What do they say in the dub? uh, I I can't, I can't, I didn't note it down. I can't remember. It's something, they don't, well, they might say, they might make an ass joke. They make a bum joke. Uh, So they they, they say something about clear, uh, this is the last bum on the street or something like that. Or do you know what I mean? Like, Uh, yeah. Another name for yeah, ask acquaintance doesn't really work that well, to be fair. Like, <laughs> but last bum on the street, or I hate to butt in, would work much better. <laughs> I hate to butt in. Oh my God, if she'd have said that, butt is such a like unattractive word for, for, for bum. Like, it's not really, I don't know whether she'd want to go with that, but hey, it, it all works. Um, yeah, whatever. That uh, it's fine. I mean, that's like the only sketch etch in this show, apart from yeah, um, apart from our, our boy Izuku getting his top off, oh, getting absolutely jacked. Yeah, which is cool as well. Yeah. Like, um, I like the fact. I like. I like that whole montage. That's really cool. You're a big Star Wars fan, right? Um, big. I oh god, dude! Star Wars fans are the one group of people you don't want to argue with. So I'm not going to say I'm a big Star Wars fan. I enjoy Star Wars. <laughs> I, you know, we've we've binged the movies together. We've watched them back we to did. back. We didn't did that whole thing, that whole saga, uh, literally. And then it was an event. <laughs> so yeah, I enjoy them, but I wouldn't say I'm diehard. I don't read the comics or anything like that. So because ah, uh, so the, the author of the manga is a uh, a big Star Wars fan, right? And we see lots of little references uh, throughout. Oh, really? So okay. his high school is called Alderon High School. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. And the beach that you just said, the montage that you really enjoyed, mm. um, it's Dagobah Beach. Oh, well, there you go. I mean... Yeah. Fun fact with Sam. It's a swamp land of junk, I guess. So we can go with that. <laughs> um, yeah, true. They, they, should have, they should have called it Trash Compactor Beach or something like that. <laughs> Trash Compactor Beach. <laughs> really on the nose there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My writing is really... Uh, my, my subtlety is not my forte, but... Um, yeah. Cool. Any others? Any other uh, hidden gems that I, that I need to look out for? I'll, I'll keep an eye out. With uh, there's a few as you go along in the story. I don't think there's any super early on other than those first few right but, uh, yeah he, yeah he likes to sneak in names for cool. attacks and stuff um getting back on track to like the storytelling there's when we talked mm-hmm. about the contrast and the, the ability of this show to go deeper than just surface shonen there's a really cool bit i think when after the fight and it's it is quite subtle i say it might not be because like i say subtlety is not my forte but i feel like it is done really well where Izuku has attacked this 
this creature. Yeah. Completely come off second best. And Katsuki gets out and he gets praised. Katsuki gets praised by the soups. Yes. Like trying to basically bigging him up. Oh, you did an amazing job resisting. You're so strong. You're going to do great. Come see me when you, when you want. And mm. Izuku gets rebuked. He's like, he's like, oh, what are you doing, you idiot? You've got no powers. You could have got killed. You just be safe. Do the right, do the sensible thing. And that's in itself is quite cool because it's not really what happened. Like, it is what happened, but like they're praising the wrong dude. They're praising the dude that yeah. just because he was born with big powers gets loads of praise. It's bigging up the, 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 the star athlete because he's naturally gifted and not. Yeah picking on it's not and not the person who's like clearly putting the effort in yeah and but if you look at the seat yeah sorry i was just gonna say what makes that even more impressive is both of their reactions like it's izuku just takes it and he's like yeah right yeah fair enough you know i'll listen to you you're my heroes yeah sorry you're you're the hero Yeah, yeah katsuki's just ignoring them and he's just like daggers at izuku because he knows that he's the real threat and he knows Mm. that like he's done the thing that he wouldn't have done he knows that he's the real hero and it's that sort of yeah that moment is just like oh that's really good character development and that's really really impressive yeah let's uh i'd like to kind of dig into bakugo a little bit from what we see of him for these first few episodes so katsuki bakugo or or Kashan as Deku calls it. Mm. They used to be childhood friends. We see a little snippet of that right, yeah. at the very beginning as Katsuki's kind of figured out his quirk and is using it to pick on other people because he's been blessed with this explosion quirk. Mm. And I think something that comes across... Across? <laughs> something that comes across <laughs> yeah. quite well in these first few episodes is that basically Bakugo can't accept anybody being better than him. He's basically spent his whole life since getting this quirk of... He's the boss. He's the leader. Everyone's, oh, wow, you've got such a good quirk. Oh, wow, you've you've put so much effort in. Not effort, but it's amazing <laughs> yeah. what you can do. Even the villain says, wow, with this amazing quirk, I can take on All Might. Yeah. And any kind of threat to that position, he wants to be the one to go to UA high school. Mm. Deku does too. That's a threatening thing. So he's going to bully Deku. He's going to tell Deku to kill himself, which is problematic in and of itself. He's going to use the power that he's got to coerce and manipulate his way to being well, it's, the one who stands out. I feel like it's more just dominate. Like It's just eliminate yeah. el- eliminate the opposition uh, as quickly and as ferociously and brutally as possible because even when he's, even when he's younger, he's using it to shut down people and to control and yep. to bully. And it's just, I don't know. I think I think I think we do see that in that moment it is a fear of being overthrown. It's a fear of losing that Absolutely. power and the respect that he's that he's got. And it, you know what? I think there's an, a massive element, and it doesn't justify it, but like it, it sort of makes it mm. more understandable. I feel like there's a massive element of imposter syndrome and that yeah. idea that he knows that he's just inherited this power. He's just been given this power. It is. He's not earned it. It's not by right. So he's afraid that he's going to lose it he's afraid he knows that he doesn't maybe deserve it and he looks at, at izuku and that's everything that he wants that's everything that you know he to have the confidence in himself yeah. to be able to use the resources that you've been given in a selfless way or in a heroic way i think Boom. and that's just it whenever he sees and in 
with Deku coming to save him and throwing himself first, his legs moving before he could even think, mm. that's a threat. And it, almost, it shatters his ego almost because from that point onwards, even when he kind of walks up towards Deku after the rescue, he's he keeps trying to admonish him and Deku's just kind of shrugging it off by this point because <laughs> yeah. he's so kind of shell-shocked. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, Bakugo is a very interesting character and exactly like you said there's a lot there that you can come to understand why he acts the way that it does but it doesn't mean that we get to excuse the nasty things that he has done no and i think that's something that this show does a really good job of even going further down the line is that idea of you can fuck up and you can understand why somebody has <laughs> fucked up yeah but it's up to them to actively change and yeah. do the right thing yeah i mean yeah well whether he has a redemption arc or i don't know um but there's always that uh, question i always think it's funny and I, th- I was watching something i don't know a review of something on youtube the other day and it got me thinking about redemption arcs in general and somehow sometimes people uh get them and uh, for the fans it seems deserved because they've gone on this massive redemption arc um mm-hmm. but a lot of the time, if you take it on face value, the actions they did originally were far too horrific and things to even deserve a redemption, um, regardless yeah. of what they go on to do in the future. And uh, I, I don't think that's at this stage, but I was, just, I was just balancing that out in my head. I think Bakugo is a bully, he's a dick, but he hasn't done anything particularly evil yet to sort of, to sort of, uh, or, or not give him the opportunity to redeem himself later on. He might, yeah. he might just continue going evil for all I know. But um, I think there is potential. Yeah, he said some nasty things. He's been, he's very been a bully. Harsh. He's been a bully, but like kid, uh, he's kid, been a bully. Kids are bullies, yeah. man. Like you know, mm. kids are bullies. That kids make stupid decisions and they do hurtful things. Yeah, especially when they've got. But it's on him to power. now turn that around. Mm. Yeah, whether now he he's, does or not. Now he's getting we'll older. See. Now he's growing up. He <laughs> he needs to start taking responsibility for that shit. Um, exactly. Cool. Like right. Okay. So. Look, we've we've gone on a long time. Do we want to talk OP and ED? Yeah, let's jump into OPs and ED. So we've got The Day by, and I think you're going to like the name of this band, Porno Graffiti. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, my favourite kind so of, our... of art, <laughs> Porno Graffiti. That's what I look for. What a great name. Yeah, yeah what did you think of the, uh, of the OP? Um, it's, it's shown in anime. <laughs> It is a hundred percent shown in anime. Like, like <laughs> absolutely, I, it, it's as cliche as you can get. It's got character images, still uh, image stills that are just coming together in sort of battle style, one v one style. They've got the character walking through the rain. They've got the characters flying mm-hmm. through the sky, and you know, there's there's some cool storytelling bits. There's the rivalry between him and Kaz- uh, Katsuki mm-hmm. that sort of plays off quite nice, and it evolves through the uh, as he goes as he get, they get older, and it also goes jumps through the the volumes of books that he's been taking notes uh on all the heroes which was really nice a fun little tidbit about those books is that the uh the first few books start off written in uh hiragana which is like the first kind of um japanese uh writing that they start to learn and as the books go on and on and on uh the language gets more and more complicated with more complex kanji as izuku grows up so it's just like a really nice little bit of attention to detail to show just how long Mm. he's been studying uh these heroes right not to side tangent too long because i am aware of time but 
I didn't know that about the Japanese language. So do they basically have like an infant language for, for young so, children? Ish. So you've got hiragana, mm. which is all of the word sounds, individual sounds broken up. And there's about 46 to 50 unique sounds right. uh, within the Japanese language. So you can write Japanese in hiragana. And that's basically the phonetic version. Right. If okay, we were to yeah. compare to English. Yeah. Then for any word that's foreign, you've got katakana, which is similar sounds, but they are specifically just for foreign words. Right. That's when you get stuff like microwave. Okay. <laughs> and great. stuff like that. Okay. So if you imagine it in, yeah. And then on top of that, you have kanji, which it comes from Chinese writing and essentially a kanji is a symbol that represents a particular word so instead of you it, it has the same sounds as in hiragana yeah but it is shown as a single symbol and there's thousands of those yeah so as you get older you start to use those in place of hiragana so we, so, so kids will just sound it out so would would adults write with a sort of the majority of kanji but like still with the phonetic stuff dipped in for words yes. that aren't kanji yeah so you'd use hiragana for like your um what they're called so you'd use hiragana for like your grammar structures and then for specific words you'd write the kanji where and then right, okay, if it's yeah. an american word or an english word then you'd then have it in katakana so yeah. learning all three types is what <laughs> kind of trips people up when yeah, they're learning Japanese. Okay. to help with that when you see in shonen shows yeah. when they're doing the ops and the lyrics are at the bottom they'll do it in the kanji and hiragana but then if it's a kanji they'll put brackets above it and put the small hiragana there so it teaches kids the wow okay yeah during the song wicked ah cool yeah. all right brilliant ed ed i love the ed do you brain the sun's heroes yeah i just think compared to the op which kind of has almost a bit of a dour outlook for bits like there's a lot of deku looking sad in the city whilst it's raining mm. the ed having Deku kind of running towards his dawn, his future, I guess, is just kind of, I don't know, it's kind of upbeat and inspiring. I like it. Mm. And we see the little moments of him being happy as a kid. <laughs> it is very basic. Yeah. They both are, really. Like, if, if we were going to criticise this show, like, it, they mm. are good, they are good OPs and EDs and the songs, are, yeah, they're really good, but they don't, they don't do anything revolutionary and they are very sort of yeah. stereotypical. So, yeah, absolutely. It is what it is. Like, and and that's the only that's my the only downside because this show does to me feel, and I, I can see why it's taken off so well because it's it it balances. I've said it before, but it balances those two elements of having that deep storytelling and those deep character developments with the full on shonen stuff that people love. So you can watch it yeah. for whatever you want. You can watch it for that. Shonen you can watch crap. it for the action and the the cool choreography and, and the, the cool superpowers. Cool powers. Yeah, yeah. Or you can watch it with a more critical eye and be like, wow, this is a really interesting lens to study a superhuman society through. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Are there any odds and ends you want to bring up? Um, I had a couple. I, I had to hand it to a show called My Hero Academia that it takes us three episodes to actually get to the academia part of things, of actually applying to UA. Like that, they spent so much time building up the world and the status quo. I think it's a lot of points in its court for not just going and you're at the hero school yeah yeah and you know we're not even there yet really we're sort of in the trials yeah we're at the exam the exam yeah. so um i think um yeah 
I, I don't know whether that's um, that's just a director director's choice, really. I think they could have even dragged it out longer. Like we, when we watched uh, Demon Slayer, he, he's 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 only ent- by the end of episode three, he's only entered the trials to become a demon slayer. To become a demon slayer, so, yeah. So I guess it's kind of kind of similar pacing there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I enjoyed that. I enjoyed building the world. I think that's um, a really really nice choice. Yeah. I I didn't. <laughs> there's all the post credit sequences, isn't there? The next times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they're kind of next times, but they're also revealing quite a lot of information. We've, and we've had this before. We had it with... Mm. What did we have it with before? I don't know, one of the demons what ones, or the devils. We've or got something. a high school? Ah, no, it was the one in the fantasy world where they fight heroes. They, they fight people from history. What's that? Oh, uh, Record of Ragnarok. No... The, the fantasy world. oh drifters. drifters drifters yeah so they they had post credit sequences there that revealed a hell of a lot of information and i'm like if you're not watching until then you miss it like the whole bit where he in, can he learns he can inherit his powers um that's after the credits it obviously does it in the beginning of the next episode but mm-hmm. you'd have like half the people that have seen that and half the people that have missed that i, I always think that's weird that they put it in yeah, especially if you were important. watching it weekly you'd have half the fan base that actually stuck around until afterwards yeah Half the fan base like, what do you mean? That's what, yeah. What do you mean, eat this? <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Eat my hair, young Midoriya. Yeah. So he sort of hints that, he, he, I don't know whether it's just a language thing, and, I, and I've misinterpreted this, but it sounded like he, were, he was not ready to give him all of his power. Does he give him all of his power right there and then? Or is that yeah. spoiled? When he eats right. the hair, he gains access to one for all. Okay. Right, that's fine. It could have been any bit of DNA. Yeah, no, it just, it's, I, th- I thought that, but it's before he said that, it sounded like he was saying, you're almost ready or you're nearly ready for all of my power or something. I don't know. I don't know. I've obviously misinterpreted that. That's fine. Um, mm. Okay. Anything else you want to talk about? Uh, just the only other odds end that I really want to talk about is the music. I think it's excellent mm-hmm. yep. throughout the episodes, not just like OP and ED. We said the songs are good, but kind of typical shonen. But I think the, a standout is the actual OST in the episodes themselves. Every powerful moment is accompanied by equally powerful music and motifs that kind of run throughout. And I think that they really help to sell each scene really well. Cool. Can I just say, um, there's a really funny line that I want to, want to mention. Um, when, yep. In episode three, when he gets to the academy and the girl saves him from falling and, oh my God, Erica, yes. And she starts chatting away and he sort of mumbles along and doesn't really say anything. And she's like, yeah. she walks off and he's like, oh, oh, I just talked to a girl. And, <laughs> and then it, 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 I don't know if it's just in the dub or in, in the sub as well, but, uh, it goes at the top in, Quotes didn't actually talk, <laughs> and it's yeah. just that whole thing. <laughs> didn't actually talk to a girl. <laughs> yeah, it is um, really well timed, and I, I laughed a lot of that while while I was eating cereal. Um, yeah, great. <laughs> okay, shall we leave it there and get into whether this show gets into the universe? I think we shall leave it there. Right, let's get into our big three questions. Okay. If you're new to the show or if you just need a refresher, the big three questions ask of a show three things. The concept and execution. Does it deliver on what its premise is in a good way? Turnoffs. Is there anything here that could deter a brand new fan from getting into the show and watching it to completion? And compelability. Is, does it make you want to watch more? Does it want to make you continue on with either this show or shows of its genre? Will. Yeah. 
first question. Yeah. Concepts and execution, what do you think? Yeah. I mean... Yeah. Easy. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, 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 no one is coming into this part of the show and thinking that this isn't getting into the universe. But let's, 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 let's give it its... Uh, give For it, argument's sake. Yeah, let's give it its fair critique. We're nothing if not professionals here, Will. Mm, right. Um, sure. Yeah. Professional. Um, we, th- this show is, um, really, 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 really good. And I really, 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 really enjoyed it. That is about as much as I can say. It's, it's, it's brilliant. It's, it's great. The concept is so simple, so classic, but like the characters carry the show. The storytelling makes the characters pop. It makes the, the animation and the artistry just makes everything else seems so much more poignant and impressive. Mm-hmm. It's just a beautifully produced piece um, that I really, really enjoyed and was so gutted that I had to stop at episode three. I was like, oh, I'm not even going to see the trial. I'm not even going to see. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. I can tell what you're going to be doing for the rest of today. <laughs> Working. Yeah. <laughs> and, then watch- oh, no. and-, and then watching this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I completely agree. Um, superheroes. Everybody loves it. Everybody loves an underdog story. We like Shonen here. Um, but I think the key is that it nails the emotional grounding of our protagonist. And it is a story that has a lot of heart and you can empathize a lot with the hero. Um, yeah, it's just really good. Yeah. So it's just going to say it's also got funny moments. It's got sad moments. It's It's got all, it, mm. it pulls at your heartstrings in so many different ways. And all I think the- a lot of people could see themselves in young Deku maybe not in terms of being as, completely powerless or whatever, but just yeah, not as black and white as, where... as, as the character is in this world is portrayed, but definitely that, um, that idea of wanting something, wanting that dream and potentially not having the means or the ability to do it. Yeah. Mm. Very relatable. Yeah. Next one. Turnoffs. Are there any turnoffs to the, the people are going to go, Oh, that's not for me. I think Deco is a pro tag as much as we say that he's very emotionally grand and we like him um it could be said that he's not to everyone's liking um he cries a lot and there has been a bit of a reputation within the anime community of him being the kind of the crybaby protagonist but hey like that's that's why that's why people that's why people don't like you like listening to the show because you're the cry crybaby <laughs> cry cry of the universe <laughs> <laughs> i'll take that accolade and i'll wear it proudly yeah yeah, I think Bakugo can be quite divisive as well. Um, I think most of it comes down to whether you gel with these character archetypes. But yeah. other than that, I don't think, from a production standpoint, there's anything that's egregiously turn off. I don't think that the there's no sketchy etchy apart from Mount Lady, and even that's done like kind of for jokes and also a calculated PR stunt by her, which I think is brilliant. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think um you're right I, th- I think if you're p- purely watching this for shonen fights and for that constant release of endorphins because you're seeing lots of flashing colors and lots of fights potentially mm. there's not as much as other shows yeah but then a lot of it is so fast-paced as well like there's so much content in these first three episodes i think y- you would be a bit harsh to say that i think yeah i think there is enough i think there's enough variation of those scenes as well. Like it's not all just battle, battle, battle. It's done in different ways. Yeah. There's different challenges to face. Like it takes a different tack than God of High School, where it's just fights for fight's sake. Mm. And it actually 
gives context to them other than just tournament arc. Yeah, I mean, the the training montage, any training montage can be described as too long, in my opinion. I think as soon as you introduce a training montage, they're so cliche and so done that it's very hard for people not to go, eh, training montage, skip. But as far as training montages go, I still think it's a pretty good one. I think it's it's fun to see. Yeah. I think it's... um. Yeah, and and it's just worth it to see um, his uh, Deku's ripped body at the end of that because he's just yeah, stacked. Dude, <laughs> absolutely stacked. <laughs> he's just shredded, isn't he? He's just he's completely gone. Like l- no water, no no carbs. Just we're just gonna absolutely sweat this out and show every ten bump. months. I want him to give me his ten month plan. Yeah, I need a beach near me. That I don't I know if you do. Up. I don't know if you, if you do after he's after he's like passing out and constantly like vomiting yeah yeah. but hey you do you compelability sam the final question (sighs) dude we're on the cusp of the exam i want to i've not seen him use his powers yet no right like yes he hasn't used any powers um and and it speaks volumes that i don't think less of the show for not showing me the protagonist using his superpowers in the first few episodes and instead that's left as a tantalizing Come on, watch episode four. Yeah. I was a bit worried and a bit concerned that he his superpower was going to be... And it, to be fair, it might still turn out this way. Um, who knows? But he's it, obviously the artwork suggests he's sort of the leader of this. Maybe he's the leader of some sort of group or maybe he's just at the front of it, front of these people because he's the main character. Because he's the protagonist. He's the protagonist. <laughs> but like, he, he seems to have some sort of leadership position in my interpretation of it. Regardless... I was worried that he was going to be this no power sort of I'm a leader because I know everything about superheroes. I'm a tactician. I'm going to play the this sort of overarching mastermind that sort of dictates things. And we watch this journey as he earns the people's respect for his tactical genius, um, which mm. may still be the case. And it may be really good anyway. Uh, but I, I was really worried that I wasn't going to see any sort of power from him. And we still haven't yet. Yeah. So who knows? But yeah. yeah, how about you? You you compelled to watch more? Uh, I mean, you yeah. kind of hinted at it earlier. Absolutely. I I, I, want, I really want to see. I want to see where this goes, man. Like it. it, it when we <laughs> when you told us told me we were watching this, I was so excited and I was nervous that it wasn't going to live live up to the hype because things like Naruto and stuff have really struggled to engage me. Whereas yeah, this being a obviously a lot more recent, it's the first those first three episodes extra values, yeah, extra polish, yeah. Those first three episodes, they've really put effort in to making sure that people like this from the word go. Um, Naruto, I feel, is obviously of its time in a different sort of era where people aren't comparing it to as much. And I think this has got... Nowadays, you have to go come out of the blocks full pace. And that's what this show yeah. does really well. And it, I have to say, it exceeded expectations. It was... I expect wow. well because I was expecting just a shonen and this deeper level, this mm. sort of really strong character motivation, the contrast between and and the different sides of those characters, especially with um, with uh, All Might um, and his sort of inner battles and stuff, that was just mm-hmm. really compelling and it was really different. So yeah, it exceeded all my expectations. So yeah, absolutely, I'm going to carry on watching. Amazing. Yeah. So. It's in the anniversary. It's in the anniversary, absolutely. Uh, absolutely, again. Fantastic. I need to stop saying absolutely. I think... Absolutely, absolutely, you do. <laughs> I think the, the last thing I want to leave off on before 
we head into our next segment and we we kind of wrap up the podcast is that I think there are a lot of people out there who might need that word of encouragement and need to be told that you can do it. And far too often that gets shuffled off to the side in exchange for people being selfishly apologetic or giving them suggestions that are more realistic. But this show gives a really good escapist place where you can see how that simple act of just believing in somebody and reaffirming their own value can shift their worldview and motivate them a lot more. And then just to anybody who is listening that might need that, I think, yeah, you can do it. Whatever your goal is, just if you set the time and effort aside for it, then I believe in you. You can do it. I believe in you too. Will believes in you too. Just work hard, push through. And just like the show says, go beyond plus ultra. You got this. That's really nice. That's a really nice way to end the podcast, Sam. Well done. Okay, guys, um, we're going to move into Slice of Life now, where me and Sam just have a quick catch up about what we've watched, what we've been doing this uh, week, and um, we wrap up the show. If you want to stick around, that'd be great. If you don't, hit us up on socials. Let us know what you think of My Hero Academia. What should we watch next? Um, tell us all your thoughts. I I really want to see if there's anybody that genuinely doesn't like this show, because I, mm. I'll I, after just three episodes, I'll fight the corner for My Hero Academia, and I think... Oh, it's, it's, yeah. it's a brave person that's going to so come going to come going to come against this isn't it really but i'd love to i'd love to hear it and i'd love to hear people's reasons if you if you're not a fan um or you just haven't really got on board with it other than that yeah hit, send us an email if you've got any questions at gateway to the universe uh, at gmail.com twitter is gateway to the universe or g gateway tta instagram follow our uh, instagram for like clips of the show updates on what we've been what we've been doing a little bit of insight into some of the weird starting um segments of the show that we've been putting into our episodes recently yeah find out more at our instagram which is also gateway to the universe thanks for listening fabulous and we'll see you later see you next time beat his ass young midoria Welcome back to episode 10 of Shit You Didn't Know and Now You Do. We're looking at our final phobia today, which is chloophobia, the fear of newspapers. Uh, I guess that's going to be a big issue for some people. No? Get it? Here we are, Sam. Another another episode done and what an episode. I was That was really fun. Um, yeah. But the most important question yeah. that I feel we have to save a slice in life, because it doesn't have to do with the show itself. Okay. If you had a quirk, what would it be? Oh, <laughs> if I had a quirk, what would it be? Um, what would it be or what would I want it to be? Because mm, those are two true. very different things. If we're going to go on personality and stuff, it, it'd probably be something really boring. What would I want it to be? Yeah, what would you want it to be? Ah, God. I've thought about this question far, for far too long, ever since but, for, like, yeah, the but, first thing came out. Yeah, but dude, you've you've seen a lot more quirks than I have. So I feel like... I know that they're very unique. Like, I think I need to see more mm. of the show before I commit. But I think the obvious ones are the obvious superpowers, aren't they? Things like flight and strength and things like that. Um, I, 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 my, one of my favorite superpowers is super speed. So I think for now, I'm going to mm. go with super speed. Okay. You? Interesting. I like that. So, my, oh, dude. So. <laughs> Imagine that you've got like this bank of points, right? And you can like invest them into like strength or defense oh, or right, speed. Yeah. And you can okay. switch up like what you're good at at any different point. So you either you punch really hard, but like your defense is crap and you don't move fast. Or you're really fast, but you don't like deal any damage. I'd like <laughs> to be able to kind of like min max my stats like that. <laughs> okay. There you go. Look, dude. 
All right, yeah, fine. Uh, my superpower is to get all other superpowers. I want to be silent from <laughs> heroes and get everyone else's power. I want to be the dude that... No, nah, there's enough drawbacks. Like you've got to switch between. <laughs> There'd be like a lag time. That's you putting on your own drawbacks because you know that it's o- too overpowered. Because it's busted, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, of course it is. Fine. Um, Aside from thinking about quirks i want to hear updates on your uh, quirk as you go yeah absolutely and my other favorite one is obviously telekinesis being able to move things jedi Mm. style you know like come on like azuku's mum like azuku's mum just small objects (laughs) i feel like if she practiced she could do heavier objects if it's like a muscle it's like a muscle like in uh yeah yeah um stuff but aside from that (laughs) what have you been up to this week um i have been working very hard but i have this week this weekend i've i've been inspired i've been inspired by someone i work with who um in their free time does a lot of art and you know i've always liked my art and enjoyed my art and they've inspired me to get back into it a bit and invest a little bit awesome because oh it, it it takes a lot of time does art and it takes sometimes a lot of money depending on what medium and things you're using it doesn't have to but like it can do depending on the medium. And something I've always wanted to do is work with oil paints. Um, Now I don't paint. I usually, you know, sketching and pencil work is usually my forte, but but Mm -hmm. oil paints is where the big impressive stuff happens. It's where it's got the, it's manipulative manipulation with oils is just phenomenal. You can work a piece for weeks and weeks and it's still workable and the colors and everything. It's just a phenomenal medium to work with. And it's very, very intimidating. So I've always avoided it because I don't paint, but you're only ever going to get better at something by practicing. So this weekend I invested in a load of oil paints, selection of oil paints, did my research onto what, what to get to start with a load of brushes, basically the, the, the whole Shazam, some gesso primers, loads, loads of different things, thinners and stuff to make sure. By the way, which I didn't realize until I bought and I've started watching videos are extremely flammable and intoxicating. Like if I don't oh, use them in well ventilated oh no. rooms, it can give me serious health problems later in life, apparently. So, um, oh my God. Like there's some, I've got to be really careful about where they're stored because they can combust in the right. Um, environment what yeah like just by themselves yeah apparently i mean i haven't read too much i need to i need to need to read more i haven't opened the bottle yet i'm i'm a bit scared but regardless i've invested i'm just to paint with this dynamite (laughs) paste i feel like i'm gonna be wearing a hazmat suit just to like start off my painting um but anyway so i've I've done that and i've got everything i've I've spent five hours five or six hours yesterday tidying my garage so i can make i've made a little studio bit and then um did you know how much easels cost like i can only imagine it's quite expensive well like a, a, a very basic easel isn't going to set you back that much like you can go to hobbycraft and stuff and get them for about 60 quid or something but even so i was like mm, uh-huh. it's, it's a fair chunk of money i went on to a, a an art store website and the cheapest one they had was 140 quid and Ugh. and some of them were upwards of two grand and i'm like Who's spending two, two grand, grand on an easel? For a piece of wood. Yes, right? I'm like, I can do that. I can make my own for less than that. 
So I did. I went to B&Q, I got some wood, and I built my own <laughs> oh easel. My I built my own easel yesterday. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> Cost me 20 quid uh, for the materials. <laughs> Drill, yeah. And and you get like a bit of your, bit yourself in it. Yeah, you exactly. proud of this exactly. project. I mean, it won't last very long, I imagine. It's not exactly as sturdy as I'd like, but uh, it'll do. It'll do for now. That'll the paint will make it explode. Either, yeah, exactly. Well, that's probably what's going to happen. So I didn't want to invest in a two grand um, easel and then have it explode on me. <laughs> it's just going to burn down. <laughs> So yeah, my I've been inspired by someone at work because he does loads of oil paints and he's phenomenal and he sells his work and I'm like oh, I want to get in on that I want I want to be passionate about that and it's something that like because oil paints take ages to dry you can work in your evenings and go back to it the next day and you can sort of it doesn't have to all be done in one sitting and it's rarely ever done in one sitting it usually takes a long period of time mm. so really excited about that and um, awesome have you got a subject for your no, first no i haven't uh, got for your first i haven't got anything run? i keep jumping around like some some places have suggested you focus on one subject and keep doing that over and over again so you sort of work on the skills more than the content that's not really my style mm-hmm. I, I feel like i will want to jump around a bit but like even yeah. even that scene like can you imagine a massive oil painting oh. of that scene with um with deku all might and, all might. and deku like and and that'd the, be so good. The colours are quite simplistic as well, so it might be a really good starting piece to sort of look at. So I don't know. We'll see. Oh my god, please. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see what happens because I'd also like to look at portraits and people and things like that. So who knows? Yeah. What about you, mate? What have you been awesome. up to this week? Um. Yep. Working hard. Work is uh, back in full force. Uh, so been working hard. <laughs> uh, I started playing Genshin Impact, which is a free to play. Um, gacha-esque open world game right i've not spent any money on it yet luckily and i don't plan to um that's, but yeah, it's, it's that's how it good. all starts the, that's how it always begins and then oh it's on sale or oh, maybe just a couple of quid yeah. here a couple of yen there but now it, it's pretty good and i think you can play through it free to play uh, it just takes a bit more grinding yeah characters are really attractive the open world and gameplay mechanics are kind of like zelda breath of the wild but a bit more simplistic mm. um yeah, it's, it's all right. I don't think I'll carry on with it. I think I'll swap over to other games. But yeah, he's, was, he says fun. He says that now, and then two years time, he's sat in a black market. Two years time and remortgaging the house for the third time to pay for this PNG. He's sat in a black market selling fingers for uh, gacha coins. And <laughs> <laughs> no, I feel so attacked right now. Uh, other than that, I think I don't know if I mentioned it last week, but I have continued my journey through the one piece anime oh yeah i think i'm now about 100 episodes worth of time through bloody hell i for, for those who've watched one piece um i've just finished the east blue arc and i'm just about halfway through the alabaster arc mm. um so plenty more it's to a, go it's a great arc i'm enjoying it mm, yeah. yeah great fantastic yeah, love it. very sandy <laughs> um yeah i mean i'm enjoying it a lot it's really nice to go back because a lot of this i watched when i was a kid when it was dubbed by four kids um, and and seeing it uncensored and in its original japanese is really nice and it's good to see kind of the manga in motion um and yeah uh, it's a good way of reminding there's a lot of plot elements that i'm noticing very early on that are still very very relevant in the manga each week now that were mentioned years ago almost 20 years ago at this point wow. so oh that's cool yeah really enjoying that now that's impressive yeah. that's impressive that's a lot of hours you've sunk in that already like i'm really impressed <laughs> i don't know where you find the time <laughs> you just don't sleep at it honestly multitasking <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm doing one thing and it's just on in the background fair fair all right 
Right. Well, thank you all for listening. We are already, well, we're already at 110, which is, which is pretty good time for us. Um, yeah, yeah, I think it's good. So to keep it quite short and sweet. Uh, yeah. So, um, we guys, we, we, we guys, oh God, it's, we guys, it's, us guys, uh, those guys. I think 110 is about enough all we can handle before we start rambling absolute garbage. Um, we'll leave it there. Yeah. We're going to see you next week. Sam, we haven't decided what we're watching next week. What's happening next week? Uh, next week, we're going to be joined by a special guest. Oh, as, brilliant. Uh, we look at Maid Summer. Maid Summer? Summer. Summer. Oh, right. Okay. Like Kaguya Summer. Ah. Maid Summer. Okay. Oh, is this another mm. uh, sketchy, etchy, maid, housemaid situation? Honestly, I don't know. I left it up to the guests to decide uh, the show. So I'm going into this just as blind as you are. Brilliant. Okay, great. Well, we'll we'll watch that and discuss that next week. Hope you guys can join us. We'll see you later in the universe.